and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, my friend. Oh, it's so good to talk to you again. I know. I love it. This is like my favorite mm-hmm. part of the week, as we've said many times, but it still is. It still is. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're just <laughs> loving it every time. That's right. Yeah. And I'm excited today to talk about, you know, the topic because one of the things I get asked a lot is at what point do you delegate, right? So all of us know that when you're first starting off in a business, or even if you've been operating it for years, oftentimes as solopreneurs, we're doing a lot of the work. And some of that work is not our genius. So, you know, we always want to start to look at what do we get off our plate and, you know, how do we delegate, but how do we do it in the right order? So that's sort of what we're going to explore today. Yeah. I love that question. And then, and I'm already curious about, you know, and, and when do you know it's time to delegate? Cause like the other day I was t- listening to this one entrepreneur say how she's so glad that she didn't delegate for mm. a certain amount of time because she learned all of the ins and outs, you know, of her business. So I feel like that's a good question. Like at what point do you delegate? Do you delegate right away the things that you need to, um, or mm. do you learn your in, you know, business inside and out? and then start to delegate. So that's a question I have for you, Sonia, to help kind of, yeah, figure that one out. Mm. Yeah. And look, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of different opinions about this topic. And so, you know, other people will have different perspectives. So take this as a viewpoint, but in my experience, it's always better to wait to delegate until you're a lot more stabilized. There's, you know, for one reason, it's because of just the expense, you know, as you start to delegate more and more, it gets, it gets expensive. And if you're not stabilized yet in a consistent income, it becomes challenging to hold all that delegation. So whereas I've had clients who've hired way too early, too many people, and then they're, you know, struggling to pay all their people and their salary is just out. So I think, you know, that that's one reason, but I also agree with what you were saying, Laura, is that, you know, you want to be able to understand all the ins and outs of your business, because if you don't know what to do or understand it, then it's going to be really hard for you to delegate to someone and explain exactly what you want. So I actually think, you know, I personally like to be in control of my ship. And so I like to know how to delegate and how to direct people. And if I hadn't tried everything in my business, I probably wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I've had an occasion where I've tried to delegate something too early just because I, I kind of, 
I got frustrated with that piece. It's like, ah, I don't even know. Maybe this is kind of out of my wheelhouse. I'm just going to delegate. But it was a situation where I needed to understand that piece more and understand how my, how it fit into my business. So just having that person actually it felt like a waste of money after that time because it's like they came back with something that I was like me no like that's still not helpful like <laughs> <Yeah>. this is <laughs> this isn't working and so I think that recognizing um, sometimes when I hit a wall I may not need to delegate it yet but I may need to bring in a consultant or someone to help yes. me talk it through um, expert that can see it in a certain way but I may still need to be in the trenches with that aspect of my business to get the full um, vision and I think that the more innovative your business is, like the more out of the box it is, and you're trying to solve a new problem, um, to be patient with yourself, to, to stay with it and maybe bring in some wisdom and some expertise, but not fully, um, yeah, directed over to somebody else. Cause you may still need to be a big part of that puzzle. Yeah. And I think this sort of like, I totally agree. And I think there's two ways I delegate, right? If I know what I'm doing and I'm very clear about what I want, then I'll delegate to someone, you know, in a, in a cheaper position. So for instance, if I've already worked an area, I'm already sure it's validated and it's ready, then I'll delegate to a VA because I need to direct the VA. The VA will not direct itself with regards to my business. So then I'm able to direct a VA and say, here's what I want you to do. And here's the, you know, the things that I would like you to see, but I know what that should look like. I'm still in charge. I know, you know, the direction. If I am in an area where I don't know anything, where it's like completely not my genius, I'm going to hire an expert. I'm going to hire someone who is more experienced and more aware than I am. So it's like, there's, you know, a very clear differentiation of who you delegate to. Now, obviously, Hiring an expert is more expensive than hiring a VA or hiring an employee or hiring an assistant or whatever it is you want to do. So you have to look in terms of the right sequence for your business so that you know that you can afford and you're going to get the ROI out of a expert or even out of a VA. So they're both sort of really important things to consider and to look at in your business. And where is the sequence? I don't think there's a single person that starts a business that should be hiring immediately. So because they just don't have the consistency of income yet, they don't yet know what's going to work and not work. And so, you know, that's one sort of rule of thumb I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that businesses are so diverse, it's probably hard to say, but do you feel like there is a rule of thumb on kind of the type of mm, like um, tasks or responsibilities or pieces of business that could be maybe delegated first, you know, like, are there yeah. kind of the lower hanging fruit type things? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I'll, I'll do it in terms of a service business because that's what I work with the most and I have the most experience with and there is a pattern. Um, but this will probably apply to some product businesses and other kinds of businesses as well. But with regards to a service business, I mean, obviously the first thing you want to do is have really simple systems. So it's the same thing that I teach my clients. You want to have the foundational pieces of your business in place. You want to know that you have good sales conversion. You want to know how to sell. Do not delegate your sales, not for a long time. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, you want to know that you've got the right target market, you've got the right packages and services. And so I teach all my clients to do that themselves. That's the solopreneur part. I think once you've got things really working and then you know what's working and not working in your business, then you hire a VA. 
To me, that's the next step. So you've got income coming in, you're stabilized in terms of like a, like an expert service business, like the kinds I work with, I'd say, you know, you're making at least $10,000 a month consistently. So when you're bringing home that, then you can start to look at getting a VA and you start with sort of offloading or delegating the things that don't require, you know, huge amounts of your creativity or thinking or, you know, things that you already have patterns around. So like, for instance, with myself, when I first hired a VA, the first thing I had them do was a lot of my social media management. Like I was the one that was creating the copy. I was the one that knew exactly what I wanted them to look like. I already had the design. So then they were like sort of templating things or under my direction, posting things when I wanted them to post it. So, you know, that was a really good thing in terms of delegating to a VA because it's like, hey, I've already got a direction, just sort of follow this and here's my instructions. And I would create a Trello board and I would say, here's the things I want you to do or just giving up things that I already have templates or patterns around. So for instance, maybe I've got um, a PowerPoint that I use for training and I might say, here's the copy, go find stock photos and put together the PowerPoint. So, you know, those are things that are really great to delegate to a VA. And I think a VA is where most service businesses should start because it's low cost. You know, you're, you don't need them for a huge amount of hours every week and you're able to, to start to streamline some of your time back in your genius and and just delegate those sort of easy pieces. Does that kind of give you? Yeah. Yes. And I was thinking, um, yeah, I think when people, some people feel overwhelmed, like, Oh, I'm supposed to get a VA and I don't know what that means, but Mm. so many virtual assistants will, um, work with you in a very small amount of hours because they're usually multiple, you're one of their clients. Yes. Like, you know, so most VAs have multiple clients. And the other thing about hiring a VA, if you get someone that is, um, you know, already pretty seasoned as a VA or knows what they're doing, I found that they had sort of taught me, like they'll introduce me to new software. Like we're going to share information this way, you yeah. know? And I'm like, Oh, that's a really cool. That's a really great tool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that one. Um, so, so knowing that you might, for me, it was easier to look for somebody who I could tell was going to hold that piece and kind of educate me a little bit, not about how to run my business, obviously, but they're experts at communicating with another, with a business owner and helping them. So that should be something that they kind of bring to the table. Does that make sense? You know, like if you start with the VA, that's kind of like make, if it feels like it's too hard, I guess what I'm saying, you might not have the right fit. You might want to try a different VA who understands more of what you're looking for. and, And that will feel like an easier fit. Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, it is about looking at, at what you particularly need. So, you know, I mean, it, to some degree, we're going to have some wide general guidelines in this podcast episode, but honestly, like I look at each of my clients separately to determine here's where you first need to start delegating. And you oftentimes can delegate way too early. So some of my clients who sort of went around me (laughs) and hired a VA, (laughs) even though it was like, it's not time. They, Uh they realized the, you know, eventually that it didn't work. Like they were asking the VA to do things that they hadn't yet established for firmly enough or that the VA couldn't do the same job that they could. And so their sales went down. So I think, you know, it is about 
ensuring that, you know, it is the right time for you. So there's about timing and sequence and also that it is the right fit for you. So you need a VA who has some strengths that will support you and strengths that can help you. And, and, you know, obviously the more experienced and seasoned they are, the more you pay for them. So, you know, this is where sometimes it's just better to get an expert. So there's certain aspects of my business that I don't even touch because I don't want to have to direct. I just allow an expert to do it. Um, for instance, with the podcast, I have an expert podcast producer who does a lot of the podcast stuff for me. I don't have to touch it. I don't have to, I just can do my genius, which is, you know, creating the podcast content. He does everything else. And so that's a really great place for me to have asked for an expert because trying to do originally when Laura and I first started this podcast, trying to do all of the technical stuff, it took up way too much time. It was a headache. Like it actually was very unproductive for me to do that. But there's, you know, so yeah. there's these sort of moments and times when you want to hire, but I hire uh, an expert for Facebook ads as well, because Facebook ads are very complicated. Um, it's very hard to really make money off of them, despite what everybody sells you. Um, and so you really need an expert and someone who can do it. But again, both a podcast and a, and a Facebook ads should not be done until you are in the range of like for a service business, you know, 10 to 15 grand you're making a month consistently. You wouldn't have a podcast prior to that and you wouldn't have um, a Facebook ads prior to that. So there really is sort of both sequence and, you know, looking at what you particularly need that matters. Yes, agreed. And I like the point that you made about with social media, you don't just hand over content, copy, design, those kinds of things. I mean, you can, but for me personally, I wouldn't do that because I am creating, I am the voice of my business or I'm creating that brand. And that's a very important part of for me to oversee or stay connected to. And so I, and that's something I enjoy. I love pulling images and um, thinking up content or thinking up creative ideas. And then I can plug it into, like you said, a Trello board. I can upload um, images into a shared Google, uh, photos album. Like these are the ways that I can get my VA the information that they need. And then they're scheduling it. They're like putting it all together, you know, right. Putting the hashtags and like putting it up and scheduling everything. So that to me is sometimes, um, an important difference that people don't realize is that when you delegate, you're also looking at delegating certain aspects of a task when you might still oversee, the ones that are really important to you or really important yes. to your business. I've heard someone recently speak about the importance of customer service as well. Mm. And that too many people are delegating all of customer service. They kind of like, Oh, well the emails and all the stuff and it's too time consuming. And so I'm delegating all of that. But for this particular person, which was a clothing brand, but it was very um, like high end. And there was a very important mission, you know, behind her business. And she's like, there's parts of the customer service that I don't let go. Like mm. I in the voice, I want to be that. Um, so for me, it's really important that there's parts of that, that I'm always holding on to, or at least overseeing. And then there's other things less important, like placing of orders or fulfilling orders or handling, you know, certain issues. 
she can let someone else handle that. But I thought that was a good point too, because it's not all just like a whole bucket doesn't just get delegated. There's different aspects of that. Exactly. And so that's why you have to really build your business and scale it from the inside out. You have to A, know what your genius is and then like sort of take that out in terms of ripples, right? So if you look kind of like a ripple diagram in the center is your absolute genius, right? And then sort of that's the, there's the next level of your competence and then the next level. And then eventually you're getting to where the very outside circle is like not your genius at all. Like, you know, the things you should really get off your plate first. So like in the case of me, it's tech. Like tech drives me crazy. Like I, I can do tech and I have done lots of tech in my life, but the tech side, it's infuriating. It's frustrating. I waste so much time on the tech side. So the first thing I always delegate in my business was tech you know, who, yeah. who can handle the tech side of things, you know? And I think, you know, that's what you have to look at in terms of who, where your genius is, what is easy for you, and then sort of take it in turns. But I think, yeah. the, you know, the most important thing is you have to be stabilized before you delegate. You have to have a solid foundation before you delegate. And I know I hone on and on and on about this, but like I have just seen way too many people build a deck of cards, you know, a build a house of cards, I guess is the phrase. And, you know, mm-hmm. it all, their whole business falls down because they delegated too early. They took things off their plate that they shouldn't have, and they didn't build a solid foundation first. Yes. Yeah. Because I think it's just a common message that we hear these days is delegate, delegate. And people feel like it's a, it's a marker of where they are in their business. Like, oh, well, oh, I'm delegating. So that's great. Like my business is doing, um, doing well because I've been able to delegate or, yeah, there's a misperception um, about what, what that means and when it's a good time to do it. And so I'm glad we're having this conversation so that some people out there that maybe haven't quite, um, started delegating because they were thinking, Oh, I'm not ready. They can think right now, just looking at some of the guidelines that you've set out right now. It's kind of like, okay, are you ready now? Or if you really look at your business, maybe are you holding back? Um, because now we can kind of talk about that other side. So then you have the revenue that you need every month. You've established your business pretty well. You've been able to get pretty clear about all your systems and your processes. And then you're still holding on too tight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Hmm, that's when we look at like, what is going on emotionally? Where are we having a hard time letting go? Is it a feeling that I don't want to let go of control? Is it trust? I don't have a team that I really I've set up a team that I don't trust. Now, what are the other issues that could be holding people back on that side of it? Mm, yeah, that's a good juicy side too. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I think, uh, and I want to talk about that. So before we go there really quick, I just want to say that, you know, the first thing you should be doing before you even think about delegating is simplifying and streamlining your business. And the next thing is systematizing it. And the next thing is automating it. So once you've done all three of those, then you can look at delegating because that's the fourth phase, you know, because I think a lot of people try to delegate in phase one or phase two, but if you haven't systematized, it's going to be pointless to hire any kind of, you know, help. And if you haven't actually automatized, you're, you're paying for someone when really probably a lot of the tasks that you could do could be automated. So I think, you know, that's in terms of that, but then, yeah, it's really interesting to sort of explore the psychological side, because what I see is a lot of women 
either get some kind of prize from being busy. Like, you know, there's a, there's a badge that we get to wear for being really, really busy and doing it all and handling it all ourselves, or we want control and we're afraid of, of losing control. And so when it does get to that fourth phase and we actually need to delegate, you're right. There's a lot of women that still hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I want to say about your, um, your fourth phase about before we jump into the juicy topic, we're all like, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. Um, <laughs> but what you were just saying is really important about the automation. Um, just want to clarify that. So it really, when you get to automation, that's when you know you can delegate because those are the systems that you hand over. It's like, yeah. I have a scheduling, I have all my social media figured out, but I need somebody to actually do the technical piece of putting it into my technical tool. Yeah. So I think that's a great way of thinking, do you have it automated? And then just the VA is somebody who comes in and oversees that it's automating correctly, that the content is going in, that it's getting out, that the system, the, you know, the cogs in the wheel are moving as they yeah. should. So that's a good, um, guideline, I think. So I just wanted to underline that one. And then moving on to the, um, yeah, then the flip side is everything is, seems to be, it's time to delegate and why aren't we delegating? And, you know, I have to say personally, I, well, I have definitely had control issues. I will admit, um, (laughs) especially because I was holding on. Well, the more creative the project, the more Mm. controlling I get. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the more I really had to sweat out like how these ideas and get really clear and spend a lot of time on them. I just like I feel more protective of them. It's harder to to let it go and let other people come in and help me. But I think that I was I believed that I was suffering from that for some time. Like oh, it's just a control issue. I just need to let go. I need to let go. And then I experienced that there's a difference between when I felt comfortable letting go and I was giving it over to someone who was doing an adequate job. Um, but it wasn't until I actually started working with someone else that was doing an amazing job Mm -hmm. that I understood also like the difference of not having the right support and maybe not fully trusting someone. Mm. Yeah. And I didn't know that because I had to experience it. And that's what I want to say to the listeners too. Like delegation is like anything else that we talk about on this podcast. It's going to be a skill that you learn and you're going to practice it. And then sometimes you're going to delegate to somebody and it's going to fail and it's not going to work. That doesn't mean it's not the right thing to delegate. It may mean that there's some other emotional things there or Mm. it's not the right person or yeah. So for me, it's definitely been learning to choose the right person and really trust them. And then when I really trust them, I let go. I can let go more easily. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have to, um, you know, start low gradient and move up to high gradient. So in other words, like the first things I always delegate are the things that, you know, A, I don't really want to do or cause me headaches, but also that if there's a mess up, it's okay. Right. Like, like if there's a, yeah. if someone else messes up that that's okay. But those things that I'm really precious about, those things that I'm like, you know, there can be no mistakes here. Well, those are going to be some of the last things I delegate because 
you know, I think you have to sort of work with practicing delegation and realizing that even if someone makes a mistake that you delegated to, it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, I mean, that happens. I'll, I'll have, you know, my VA do stuff. And, you know, for instance, something will happen with social media, the wrong post goes out or, you know, misspelling or whatever it is. Like it's not the end of the world. I'll just delete it and have her redo it again. Like it's super easy. That's something that I'm not freaking out about. But if I was to have someone say like delegating my sales calls and they weren't doing a good job where they weren't converting people, they weren't even being nice or they were ruining my reputation. Well, that's big to me. The customer service side is super big to me. So I'll delegate that part last. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and that's the piece maybe we get, um, you know, that pendulum where you go a little bit, you haven't been delegating, you're holding on too tight and yeah. you're like, woo, no, <laughs> delegate the big stuff. It's yeah. like, Finding that, that balance is really mm. important. Yeah. And, and I think you go really like, I mean, honestly, you can go back to sort of the psychological, the mindset piece, right? So you've got, sometimes we're afraid to, to actually delegate and believe me, like I went for years and years and years and years doing it all. Right. And there was a whole thing in that. Like it was, you know, I, no one can do it as good as I can. I can't trust anybody. I had all the excuses, but you know, a lot of it was me wanting to have control. It was me staying small. There was a whole lot of pieces in there that, you know, was the cause of me not delegating a lot earlier than I did. So like yeah. there's that. But there's also the other side sometimes where we give up too much because we don't want to do the work ourselves. We don't really want to do the, you know, we're uncomfortable with it. So rather than integrating it and learning and building the skill ourselves, we're just like, we want to just not be responsible for it. And that's a very dangerous place to be in your business. You never mm. want to be delegating anything that you just don't want to be responsible for because it always gets you in the end. And I've seen this time and time again, you know, with clients, like, you know, I've had clients that work with me for a little while and then they, you know, they're good and they go off. And then two years later they come back and wow, they've made a mess of their business. Like they hired all these people, they delegated everything because they just wanted freedom. And then those people ruined their business, right? You know, like they yeah. just left everything in their hands and then like their business is done. And so it's like, oh my gosh, what happened in that situation? You know, and that was like not wanting to be responsible. So you want to be careful about both sides of it. You want to make sure you're being fully responsible for your business and you're not just delegating something you're uncomfortable with because you're much better off learning the skill first and getting comfortable comfortable with it and then delegating it if it's not your genius. Yes. Agreed. And I think that this, it made me think of sales and how important you said, like, don't delegate yourselves. Like this is something is really important to stay on top of, but that is one area where people are like, I'm not really comfortable with that. Yeah. So I'm just going to start outsourcing that. So somebody can do all my sales for me. And it's like, yeah. um, <laughs> that's one that you're going to want to keep your, you know, your thumb on that pulse. Um, because it's an important way in which your business is communicating and making energetic transactions in the world. And, and maybe yes. that's the way to think about like the things that you still want to keep that hold on and feel the pulse of your business, the heartbeat of your business. Mm. It's like, how is it energetically go interacting with the world? There, that energy you want to be in touch with. And then there's like other aspects of that. That's more like, you know, we're like all of the leaves on the tree, like where the energy source is the trunk of the tree. Like it's grounded, mm. it's rooted. That's you. Like, how are you helping make sure that that is um, taken care of and fertilized? But it's like the things on the leaves on the tree, right? Those are things like 
how can those people help you um, prune that tree, get, fix those leaves, whatever, right? But it's it's more of a, yeah, things that are kind of helping run the business but are not core to that energy source. Yes. Like that's such a good point. And, and I think really to go back to the sales piece, like most of you listening right now, yep, you, you've probably already (laughs) tried to delegate your sales to the internet, right? Like you've, you've already, you've done a sales funnel, you've created a landing page that you hope will sell your services. You've, you know, created some email campaign. You've definitely tried in some way to delegate your sales, but it doesn't work. What, what sells is you, what sells is your ability to, you know, learn some skills, like some sales skills. It's really important. But I think, you know, like so many yeah, people so have tried true. to delegate. Oh, yeah. Oh, we are totally hiding behind the landing page, the yeah. landing sales page. Because guess what? You don't actually have to look that person in the eye and have that yeah. conversation and read their body. And then they're like a little uncomfortable. And then you're getting a right? You don't do any of that. You're just going to make it really pretty and say a lot of wonderful <laughs> things. And they're just going to go to it on their own time. They're going to read it and they're going to decide that they want to buy into your program. And by the time you have a conversation with them, they've already clicked the link. Yeah. It isn't fascinating. That's a whole interesting <laughs> fascination that we could explore in a podcast, like how we've gotten to this point. And I think it's why a lot of businesses are not doing well. Like, yeah this whole problem where it looks like everybody's making six figures, but no, they're not. Um, because you really can't keep building businesses that are based on like that aversion to being in the interaction, the connection with clients. Like this is what we do. We're service-based businesses. So even though, and I'm thinking from a health and wellness entrepreneur's perspective, I know so many of myself and my colleagues, we love the work with the client. We want to sit down. Mm. We want to help listen and give them nutritional support or somatic work or all the different things. Like that's our jam. We're comfortable with that. But we don't want to talk about the value of what we're offering and how much we're charging and in the program that we have. And so we're outsourcing that to some sort of online internet program. Um, and that is, I hadn't ever really seen it quite that clearly until you just illustrated that. I was like, Oh yeah, we're, we're completely hiding behind the sales page. Totally. And like, that's why I take every single client back to sales calls. And it's so funny because, you know, like I tend to work with women who are really good connectors, right? They deliver great services. They love their clients. Like there's, they're like, and sales is just that, but because they have so many sort of perspectives of it, they're so scared of it. They've made it this other thing. So they come into the program. They're like, I hate sales. You know, yeah, I've got a landing page or I've got this or I've got that. I'm not, I just won't sell. And by the end, they love love sales because all it is, is connecting. All it is, is looking for a good fit and how you might be able to help someone. And if they're not a good fit, you turn them down. So it's like, you know, there's a whole sort of reframing of sales, but I think it's one of those things that you should never delegate because no one is going to sell your program better than you. No one is going to sell your services better than you or your product better than you because you know, it works. You know, you can help people, you know, your passion behind it. And if you let that sell, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I think, you know, basically what I think is really good to think about it in terms of delegation is first, 
you know, where you are. So if you're starting to contemplate this, I think you need to look at what part of the sequence are you in? Have you already stabilized your business, simplified and, you know, it's streamlined and then have you created your systems or not? And then have you actually automated what you can automate and then you can start to look at delegate. So I think looking at sequence is really important. And then I think also knowing yourself and learning, you know, what is my genius and, and sort of as you move out of the circle, what are sort of the end results, like the things that absolutely I'm terrible at and I screw up every time and it takes me 10 hours to do something it might take someone else an hour to do or five minutes to do because we mm-hmm. all have all been there with tech, right? Like <laughs> 10 hours, yes. we're still trying to figure something out. We could have paid someone and they would probably had it done in five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. I have that stubborn streak. Sometimes I'm just like <laughs> battling it out with the technology and somebody else could do it in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are yeah. some really, really important things to consider, you know, and, and, you know, get some support as well. Like, don't think you have to figure it out on your own because you're much better off, say, hiring a coach or getting a mentor or getting someone to help you look at your business to decide when, you, when and where you need to delegate, then hiring a bunch of people, expanding so much of your expenses and losing so much of your profit. So, you know, those yeah. are some of the things to consider as well. Yeah. And I just want to say like, and if you are dragging your feet um, and you suspect that it has to do with some emotion, like you're feeling some type of fear, afraid of letting go, afraid of um, finding the right person or somehow just struggling to trust other people with the work, then that's a good time to to bring in a mentor, bring in a coach or a therapist and just explore, you know, is that pattern showing up in other places? Because the way that we um, delegate is, you know, either we're jumping the gun or we're holding on, holding, you know, on too long to our business. And both of those things speak to what's going on underneath the surface, like how we're viewing our business and ourselves. So we can use delegation and kind of our relationship to it to dig deeper and understand um, some of the emotional components of, of our business. And that's what Sonia and I love to talk about too, is like, these are not just um, surface issues. They're not just uh, being efficient in your business or about growth and metrics. Mm. It's about what is going on under the surface and, and the way that you run your business is mirroring how you're viewing your um, creativity, yourself, your business. And so I think delegation is one of those that it's good not to be too hard on yourself. Look at it as information and just note, oh, like how is this um, reflecting something that I might want to dig a little bit deeper into? Yeah, that's good. I think that's a fantastic way to finish off the episode. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.